Good morning and welcome to Reveal and Heal Relationship Lounge. I'm Coach Deb and I welcome you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Motivation Monday. I have an amazing guest today. So I want you to go ahead and tag your friends, tag your family and tag your enemies. The word that's gonna come forth today is gonna be a word to empower, to encourage and to uplift someone. If we're able to just reach one person that we have done our job. You know, you can't heal if you don't reveal. Let's reveal and heal today. Go ahead and tag everyone that you know. It would not be fair for you to get this word and not share it. Also, just to let you know, you can subscribe and like us on YouTube. Just put into the search Relationship Lounge. You can also follow us on all podcast outlets to get the radio version of the podcast. Because of course, you know, the Facebook Live is only so that you can engage and be a part of the conversation. But we are a podcast. So once again, thank you so much for tuning in and being a part of the conversation. Please put your hands together and welcome Alicia Smith. So glad to have you this thank morning. Thank you. Honored thank to you be for here. saying yes to this interview. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. It's an honor to be here. You know, we go way back. Yes, we do. Way back. Yes, we do. And I'm so grateful. I see you doing so many things. You've been in the ministry for a while and you're, you're serving and you're helping and you're loving people. It is your nature. I want you to tell people, for the ones that don't know you, tell them who is Alicia Smith. Well, first and foremost, I am a mother and I'm a grandmother and I'm a servant of the God. And I just, you know, didn't really know exactly what was taking place with me when I was at a young age, just serving, serving in the church. And I just, you know, like you said, by nature, I love people. I'm a people person and I love people. And I was doing that all alone and didn't really know what was coming after that. And because you had such a desire, such a love for people, it was just only natural for you to move into the ministry. Mm -hmm. Tell us how long have you actually been in the ministry? Because you are a pastor of your own ministry, right? Yes, yes, I am. And you have a whole lot going on. So what is it, you know, um, how long have you actually been in the ministry? And what encouraged you, you know, to be in, uh, in the ministry? Well, okay, I've been in ministry about 19 years now. The way the re reason how I keep up with it is because my daughter, who happened to be 23, okay, um, started out serving people, homeless people, hot, nutritious lunch, clothing the naked. And I remember when she was one and she's 20 something years old. But it's been over 19 years since I've been in ministry, been doing it for a long time and really lost track. You know, when you're out there serving people, mm. the misfortunate, you know, mm. those that are homeless, mm. those that need good meals. Mm -hmm. And we sometimes take that for granted because we're in a nice, warm home. Lights is on. We can watch whatever we want to watch on TV. We can open up our refrigerator, our freezer. There's and there's, yes, lots of food. Mm -hmm. But there's our brothers and sisters who God loves as well that are hungry. And God spoke to me. One day during Thanksgiving, I will never forget it. Mm. I was um, pregnant with a, another child 
and we had served a lot of food just with our immediate family. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of leftovers and I don't like wasting food mm -hmm. at all. And God spoke to me. It was mist and rain. He said, prepare 20, 20 plates with the food on there. He said, not to worry because this. And I told my husband at the time, he said, what? We're going into the city of Atlanta, down by Grady, by uh, that particular time, the, uh, I heard from God. He said, are you sure? Cause you know, it's raining outside. <laughs> so I said, yes. He said, 20 plates. So when I told him that, he said, okay, let's go. And do you know, God is a man of his word that all 20 of those plates got served to 20 individuals waiting. On you. waiting. God had strategic plan on where to go. Some was over by Grady. I will never forget some was over by Cooper Street, by the Chevron, by the University Avenue. Mm -hmm. They was just, just in little uh, pockets of places. But all 20 places, God instructed me to go forth and to um, prepare. They got served to 20 individuals that really needed food. And all this was inspired by your daughter wanting to feed the homeless. Yes. And she's 23. Well, actually, she's 24, just turned 24 this year. And she's always had a heart for the homeless. We would go ride in places and she would say, mommy, mommy, why are there, why are they sitting outside? Why, you know, they're begging, why they got a sign and stuff. And I'll have to tell her why. And it just went from there. God started speaking to my heart. You know, uh, our topic this evening is I'm not tired yet. Mm. And being that you have been in the ministry so long, the thing about being in ministry, we serve. Yes. And you tirelessly serve. And you don't expect anything in return. And mm -hmm. it's just beautiful when you have children yeah. that you bring into the world that desire to do the very thing that you've always done all oh your God, life. Jesus. You don't have a fight against that. Like, mama, I don't want to serve today. See, you got children. It's like, mama, let's go serve. Yes. So tell me, you know, what was your, or should I say who was your greatest influencer growing up, seeing that you started doing this so young? Because it appears that you're like your daughter, the 24-year-old, mm -hmm. you know, you started young too. Yes, I did. Well, my uncle, Reverend John Henry Brown from Cartersville, love him very much. Um, he started a church called Freedom Missionary Baptist Church. He served for a very long time at Macedonia Baptist Church. That was our um, home church. Mm -hmm. I was in the choir there, trained as an usher there, but didn't get to do a whole lot of hands-on there. Mm -hmm. um, but however, when God uh, entrusted my uncle with a church, Freedom Missionary Baptist Church, it was held for a long time, downtown Cartersville, on Main Street, upstairs in the old, in a bank. I forgot what the bank was. Bank of... America. And from there, I just start serving. He started preaching and teaching the word of God. He started breaking down the Bible and really letting you know who God really is. And I was very young at the time. I would come there faithfully 
and just something came upon me to just come every Sunday. Um, I started doing things in the church, um, doing um, just um, organizing some dinners. Sometimes I would do pop-up stuff for them mm -hmm. to honor them, to let them know that we love you as a pastor. And um, Reverend John Henry Brown, which is my uncle, he has great influence over me for my journey today. And I also would look at, um, other ministers, um, one lady minister in particular that I had sat underneath. I was a daughter in um, Juanita Bottom Ministry um, that impacted my journey as well. But first and foremost, my uncle, homegrown right there in my backyard, in my own home, and in my family. Was this doing your youth? Were you in school? Were um, you a young adult? Probably? I was a young adolescent mm -hmm. entering into college. I was going at the time to North Metro Tech College. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I was there at the time starting studying office administration. Mm -hmm. And I would come to church faithfully. And we would have church there. And sometimes, just to kind of fast it forward, we would have church there in the yard, there at Brown Village mm -hmm. at his home. And I would be one of the one of the youngsters that would be that was there, that would have in church. We'd just be singing unto the Lord, just praising God, and just you know, just really getting to know who God was. He would break the Bible down, and actually would tell us. It was just a beautiful, awesome time that we would have a hallelujah time. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm interested in knowing because see, I've been in church you know, since I was a little girl. And I know that throughout my journey, there were many times that I, I, I just felt like, you know, I was the only one when it came to going through certain things, mm -hmm. being a young Christian, I was feeling kind of tired. But in yeah. my spirit, I never felt like I wanted to give up, you know? Mm -hmm. I never felt like I wanted to give up, you know? It's just that, seem like at a young age, sometimes you face things that you, that just don't make sense to you. Yeah. Did you ever at any point growing up in the church where you felt like it was just too much? Mm, well, not really because I had, I guess I can say a hunger to get to know who God was, even the more. I had a, a, a aunt who's passed on now. She went at the time, we would call it the Holiness Kojic Church, Church of God in Christ, mm -hmm. church right there on Redcomb Drive. Mm -hmm. I would go there mm -hmm. sometimes to a um, thing that called YPWW for young people. Mm -hmm. And I would be there. And you know, the thing about it, as I think about it, one of the mothers, she's gone on now. Her name was Miss Ruby. Carson, I remember her very well. She was said, this baby is coming every Sunday evening at six. She said, it's something that she's seeking. It's something that she's seeking after the Lord. I didn't really know what she was talking about. I just know that it was my place to be there on those Sunday evenings. And I would be there faithfully. I, it would probably be like one or two other kids that would be there, but I would be there sitting on front row. And we would, you know, as the older, in the older church, they would have you to come down to the altar mm -hmm. and you would be there tearing for the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And I asked God some things, some questions, mm -hmm. and I received from God. 
And I remember them anointing my head with oil and um, just was speaking in unknown language for what I know it is today is speaking in tongues. And, you know, it was an experience because we don't have church like that anymore. And those mothers and those deacons, they was for real. They really, really wanted to see the goodness of the Lord upon the youth. And they really was serving God back then. And that there to me was old church. As, as, as I tell it to my, my, my children, they was like, mom, you know, <laughs> that's unheard of. Somebody pouring some oil on top of your head. But I told them that's how we had church back then. You know, that was just an experience. I get it. It was an experience for me. It's quite different today for a lot of the uh, millenni the millennials. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's let's uh, be transparent and talk about uh, the trials growing up in the church. Real stuff. It wasn't always easy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There, the trials that younger, even adults, you know, have uh, struggle mm -hmm. with going through things. One thing yeah. about living for God, it is not easy. No, it's not. And it's it's uh, less easy, I think, as a child, because you don't always understand everything. Were there ever any moments, any time growing up in the, in the church where you were going through things and you sought the Lord for his help and he came through for you when it could have been another way if it had not been that you had a relationship with the Lord? Yes, I've had many trials. Time just won't permit to tell it all. But I do remember where I was um, going with or in a relationship with, let's just be real. Amen. With someone that was older than me. Mm -hmm. And they was the, the, the uh, pastor's son mm -hmm. and everybody in the community. They knew that I was like, I guess I had to be about 17, 18 years old. Mm -hmm. And they were old, way older than me. Mm -hmm. When I say way older than me, they was about 20 years older than me. Mm -hmm. Now, other people that may be looking at this should have been like, wait a minute. Is that what I think it is? Or, or what was that? Why did the people didn't do anything to help this child along the way? Mm -hmm. Well, as I was coming up, in my home, it was a loving home, a loving home, but my father was not in the home, okay? Like a lot of fathers that might not been in a lot of people's homes today. It was a loving home. Um, I got just about everything that I wanted. I'm not gonna lie about it because I did, because my grandmother provided and I had a loving uncle. He would help out, step in where my daddy was not at the time. Um, not just stepping in just during Christmas, but just stepping in, period, 24-7, mm -hmm. seven days a week, nurturing me, just loving on me, you know, um, helping my mom, helping my grandmother. Mm -hmm. But nothing takes place of a real father in the home, you know. So, you know, I, I had to deal with that and um, deal with um, 
people ostracized my name yeah. um, because my mom, you know, might have been dealing with some some issues. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then I had to hear about that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, she was not a bad person, nothing like that. Always a loving person. You know, um, just had might have had some some issues going on mentally. Yes. You see, um, I was ashamed for a long time yes. about that. Yes. And that kind of did something to me. And don't nobody know how I felt unless they walked in my shoes. Because a lot of people be like, well, isn't that such, 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 such daughter? I think she thinks that she went to school or she's trying to get some type of degree. I would hear all of that. And that did something to me. I didn't have really nobody to talk to go to to talk to about how I was feeling when I was coming up because in the church I didn't have anybody to go to mm-hmm. because it was stigma mm-hmm. you know uh, if you was not cut from a certain cloth mm-hmm. okay they didn't hear they didn't want to hear what you had to say that's how I felt. But I went to God and God pulled me out of the wreckage and he helped me. And I thank God that he helped me because it was just like I've been on silent coming up, you know, as adolescent. You know, why there when I'm coming around, I'm feeling some type of awkward way. I feel like a misfit, you know, but. I, I, as, as, as time went on, I know what it was, but glory be to God that God helped me to get through Mm -hmm. how I was feeling with the emotions of people saying things about my mother, trying to put a label on me, on my back, just all because of what's going on in our community today with mental illness. Mm-hmm. And I am a spokesperson for it because this is something that we as an Afro-American community, we need to address. Yes, we do. There are many people out here losing their lives just because they, they feel like that the church because I'm an usher at the door, because I'm a secretary at the church, because I'm a minister at the church. I don't need the church people in my business. They don't need to know that my son is dealing with mental illness. They don't need to know that my daughter is dealing with mental illness. They're going to look at me at some type of way. This is a perspective of how I feel like that a lot of Afro-Americans are feeling right now, all because they're so concerned about what people are going to say. Right. While your daughter, while your son is being drowned when they need a life jacket. Right. Not only just the Holy Ghost life jacket, but they need some counseling, Absolutely. some therapeutic counseling to help them through their process. So what is exactly that you're doing? I'm glad that you touched on that because that is truly, truly a need. Mental health care. Uh, of course, I'm not a doctor, uh, but uh, I have a voice to mm-hmm. speak on that to state that that is something that, that is a need in our community and that is help yes. you know, uh, with our mental issues. So what is it that you are doing uh, to make a difference after you have experienced the bullying, you know, mm. and the, the, the shameness 
because they yes. tried to shame you. Yes. You know, because uh, your mom was a little different when it came to mental uh, needs. Yes. We all, it's in everybody's family. We just deal, deal with it differently. Yes. And it's not fair. It's but not. let me tell you what you have done. You have been inspired and motivated to do something Amen. about it. Amen. So you're no longer ashamed. And because you're doing something about it, it's so many people exposed. Yes. It's so many people not crying out for help. Yes, it is. And for those that aren't crying out for help, you know, that you, you got to recognize that silent need. Mm. You know, when yes. you're working in an area and you got a heart for people that are hurting, you can see the need. Yes, you can. So what is it that you're doing, you know, uh, in order to, to help expose the need for that? Does your mom help you with that? Or do are you do, do you have a, a group or or uh, or a committee or something? What is it that you're actually doing? Well, right now, um, got birthed inside of me, uh, Black Heritage Foundation, mm-hmm. and that covers a lot of things. Okay. And how Black Heritage Foundation got started was one of my own children, my youngest one, has some challenges. Okay. Um, with her academics. Okay. And I'm just keeping it real. Please be transparent. Because Somebody needs this today. Yes. Because it was me standing in the need. Mm-hmm. The school system was saying this, 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 this. I would go up there all the time. I went up there all the time, not just because of her, with all of my children. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I make for sure that I was at the meetings, mm-hmm. make for sure that Alicia face. Alicia voice was heard Mm -hmm. and they know me Mm. to this day by my name because I meant business with my children in school. I have some children that's in college and I thank God for that. But my one of my youngest ones had had some issues academically and I'm not ashamed because we all may be insufficient in some things. We are. You know? Yes. So I said to myself, I said, God, I know that my baby is not the only one. The school is saying that they're going to get an after school program that is free, you know, for children in her school that never existed, never happened. I came to meetings after meetings after meetings. They said it's going to be in place by the summer. So that was drug out. And I said, wait a minute, I'm not waiting on the school. I'm not waiting on nobody. I said, God, help me. He did. Not only was it just my child that needed the help, there was other single parents that needed the help that has degrees behind their name. I spoke to several women and they said, Alicia, you know, I got a child that's similar to your baby and the tutoring thing is a little expensive. I know it is because I was paying out over a thousand dollars a month got to be very expensive yes so i said god i thank you for the tutoring for her but we got to come up with another strategy i'm just keeping it straight 100 Mm -hmm. so therefore god gave me a vision Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and the vision that god gave me was there was children that was in a classroom and there was afro-american children at that there was a principal and there was a teacher and I was somewhere in the back, but by these children's name on the board, 
by their name, it was failure, 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 failure in every subject, failure. I said, no, this cannot be. And the principal was standing in the back with the teacher saying, these children will never learn. They will never ever amount to anything and they will never learn. So I'm in the, I'm in the dream and I'm standing far away and God shows me a door and I open that door and I see teachers that taught me and I'm talking about teachers, teachers mm -hmm. that taught me and they said, these kids can learn. You're going to help them to learn. And they said, go down the hallway. I went down a hallway to the left, to the right. I saw different people in different professions. I saw some bankers. I saw some chefs. I saw people that own their own business. I saw just different professors. I saw different people in different arenas. So I had that, that dream. And then God bombarded me again. It was that same dream that he bombarded me again. And I, it was just like a replay. I had it all over again. Okay, didn't think nothing about it. Miracle is still getting her tutoring. I had that dream again, the third time, all over again. But with that third time when I had that dream, when I went down the hallway for this last time in that dream, I saw in huge letters, it said, you, Alicia, the key has been given to you. And I woke up. I woke up. And I said to myself, I said, God, okay, now, I see what you're talking about. I see what, where we're going with this. He gave me strategic plan for it. And out of that was birthed getting professors from Morehouse Spelman, not only just to help my child, mm -hmm. but to help a slew of kids mm -hmm. that needed the help along with Miracle. And out of that, these children been, I, you know, God has entrusted me with mm -hmm. Black Heritage Foundation, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. where we're helping kids academically. And we found out not only helping academically, but helping them with meals, That's giving them gift cards for the family during the holiday, giving out computers and stuff. Gave out over 200 computers during the pandemic That's where the wonderful. school system was lacking in certain areas, in certain regions where they said there was no more computers that we served. These individuals that really, truly needed the computers where the school system said they didn't have them. And it's been birthed now. Uh, Black Heritage Foundation was founded in 2018. 2019, God went forth to bring forth the vision to have Black Excellence Awards. Giving back to the community, thanking people that helped along the way to push this vision out to what it is today. We would give out awards to different individuals the serving in the capacity of meeting the needs of children who's in desperate needs. And it's just what God is doing. It's not what I'm doing. I'm just being used as an instrument to go forth to, to, to do what God has called me to do in this particular arena. 
So I'm just thanking God, giving God all the praise and the glory for entrusting me with this vision. I think it's really wonderful that you turn your pain into, into mm. such great passion and it just has been driving you to make a difference in the lives of others simply because when we go through something, we may be going through it at that time, yes. but there are many others that's going through the same thing. Yes. And when you um, start something to make uh, your life mm -hmm. better, you find that there are other people that share that need. Yes. So I'm grateful that you did not allow the bullying and the ugly talk you know, and the judgment against you mm. to cause you to curl up in a corner somewhere. Mm. But it caused you to fight your way out of there and create an opportunity Hallelujah. for other people. Before we close this morning, I want you to speak to someone that may be dealing with what you dealt with, the bullying, you know, being treated as an outcast, you know, and trying to be and, and trying to shame you know, uh, them, you know, about something that's no fault of their own. Right. Encourage yes. them today, you know, uh, Amen. and empower them. Praise God. You may find yourself in a dark place, but God is able. You may find yourself where you may not feel like you want it by your family. You may find yourself in school or in college or somewhere where you may be having some really, really tough challenges. You may feel like no one is listening. But I want to say to you today that God, he is your all in all. God, he is your deliverer. God, he is everything to you. Trust in him. And lean not to your own understanding, but lean unto God. Because the plans that God has for you, you know not of, but he do. He have great plans for you and not failure. You may be saying, lady, you just don't understand what I'm going through. I don't have to understand, but God understands. Because he said in his word that he knew you even when you was a substance. He knew you. He went further on to say that even the hair, even if, even, even if it's not even your own, they're all numbered. That's saying something very powerful because he know who you are. You are his friend. And I want you to know today, be encouraged. No matter what it looks like, no matter what's going on, know that God is with you and he's always going to be with you no matter what. Sometimes your family members may be an outcast to you, may have thrown you out. Maybe your mom or your dad might have said some discouraging words. They really may not mean it, but it hurted you to the core. I want you to know this today. Don't give up and don't give in because the best, I said the best is yet to come. It's yet to come because sometimes when we get ruffled and get shuffled amongst the crowd, like the ugly duckling, we all know that story all too well, but God can turn your beauty into ashes. He'll turn the ashes 
all around and sit you in places where you never thought that you would be. Trust in God and never give up. Just know you are somebody. All because somebody say that you're not nobody. You are somebody. In God, our sight, you are somebody and you're precious in his sight. Remember that and be blessed. Amen. Alicia, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you for gracing this platform this morning and sharing a motivation word. Yeah. And if it's just one, if it's just one that's motivated, inspired, and empowered, then you have done your job. Amen. Tell the people how they can reach out to you, you know, with your organization, you know, and also your ministry. Uh, let them know how they can follow you on social media. Amen. You can go to New Day in Christ International Deliverance Ministries. That's Facebook there. You can also go to Alicia G. Smith and also um, YouTube. Uh, uh, come on Daily Gospel Network, Preaching the Word of God. You can reach out there. Come on every Thursday, 1230 midnight. Okay. Our family, our Motivation Monday quote is, you may write me down in history with your bitter, trusted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust I rise. That is my Angelo. And I pray that that really blesses you this morning. You know, you can't heal if you won't reveal. Reveal and heal. I'm Coach Dad. Remember to love yourself, love everybody, and be an example. New week, new goals. Have an amazing day. You deserve it.